What's up, world? Welcome to The Positive Truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at The Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? Better question. How are you, Tim? How is your throat feeling? Man, I'm actually, I'm doing great today. I'm healthy. I just need to plug in my charger and I'm good to go. Um, I feel great though, man. Honestly, it was a tough three days. I was like, oh, I'm just going to miss one day of work. Day two came by. I was like, oh, I can't make it in. It's like, I'll for sure be there tomorrow. And I woke up again. Day three, I was like, oh no. Oh no. I'm sorry, team. I will not be there again. It was tough for me, man, but I'm healthy. I'm back. I played some basketball over the weekend, so I'm sore today, but I'm doing great. Tim had strep throat last week. That's why we couldn't record. And clearly, if you haven't noticed, I still haven't got my audio issues fixed. I have found the reason why, though, and I have not found the solution. And it's frustrating me, so I want to talk about positive news. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm 100% with that. What do you got, And Tim? my first story is about... A teenager who would do who did something that when I was a teenager I definitely wouldn't do. Immediately when I saw this story, I was like, "Man, do you remember watching Jeopardy as a kid?" Of course, and getting nothing right, exactly right. right. But I remember the categories, and it was like, mm, "I'll take things I would not do as a teenager for five hundred. That's literally what I thought of when I saw this story. This kid, so he was out fishing with his dad, right? His dad, his cousin, and uh, he was like out there doing his thing, and all of a sudden. He was like, oh, I got a big one. And he's reeling it in and it's kind of heavy. And once he reels it in, flap, it's a wallet. Um, Of course, you know, he opens it up and his dad looks at it and his cousin opens up the wallet and says some words we cannot say on the positive truth and was like, look, and ended up being $2,000 inside of the wallet. Um, The dad immediately was like, we should probably find the owner. And the teenage boy, yeah, you're right, we should. So they looked inside, they found a business card, they contacted the business card who knew the person that lost the wallet. Um, They actually drove, um, where did they drive? To Iowa, I believe, from Minnesota um, to return the wallet. And the teenager, Connor, whenever he returned the wallet to the the man, the man, an elderly man was like, oh my gosh, thank you. Let me give you some money as a reward or something. And Connor, no, thank you, sir. That's that's all we wanted to do, Um, which to me is amazing because as a teenager, you already know I'm looking for some some type of money or some type of like reward for that for sure. And this young man um, wasn't looking for anything. He just wanted the money to get returned to the right person because at the end of the day, $2,000 is a lot of money and he could have used that for whatever. It was pretty cool because I believe his name is Mr. Denny. Denny basically was like, look, I will take Connor as a grandson any day. I'll fight for Connor any day. You don't see too many people like that. And I thought that was really cool to see a young man make an an older man's day. Um, And also he returned $2,000 in cash, man, like that he found in a lake on top of that. Like that's just amazing in itself. So shout out to Connor for being a great soul. Yeah, he caught a wallet while fishing. (laughs) What is the chances of that? Luckiest. (laughs) They have that much money in it. That's like a video game right there, for real. Facts. What do you have for us, sir? So I'm going to go from an elderly person getting their stuff back from teenagers to a 49-year-old saving four teenagers' life. 49-year-old, his name is Stephen Radbury. He actually won a gold two decades ago in the Winter Olympics in speed skating. He's four-time Olympian. From Australia. He's 49 years old, though. 
and he was giving his son Flynn surfing lessons when he spotted a teenage girl in a big swell out at the sea. And he was like, no one should be swimming out there. So he grabbed his son's board and told him to go get the lifeguards. He got out there. He realized there were three heads besides just that girl in the impact zone. And they were getting hit with two meter plus sized waves. So for everyone using superior, not metrics, <laughs> <laughs> not using superior unit of metrics, that's like 6.6 feet. These are big waves. He realized, crap, I can't save all the teenagers at once. So he paddled the first girl to safety, and then he went out to get the other three. By the time he got to the trio, one was hyperventilating and in a lot of distress. One was a pretty good swimmer, and the other one was like barely staying up. And so the good swimmer was holding them up, and he tried for about six waves to get them all on the board, but the waves were so big, it was just knocking them off. He's like, man, I'm, I can't do this. So board was too heavy with basically five, four people on it. Plus him in the back trying to kick. So he was like, I'm just going to have to take you out one at a time. The girl that was barely making, he throws her on the board, starts swimming back. Whenever he starts swimming back, his son had got to the lifeguards. Lifeguards are swimming past him. They get the other two. And they ended up everyone getting saved. He said it was about five or six minutes of maximum intensity. That sounded intense. He was like, it was. <laughs> he was like, it's kind of nice to know, like under extreme conditions, I can still go in the Olympic mode and still be like a little bit helpful. He said, I'm not as fit and I'm a little older than I used to be, but I think it's really awesome. And you know, we want to talk about it here at the bottom. Yo, I was stressed out. My anxiety was too high while you were talking about that story, man. I'm sitting here like, yo, what happened? Like, what is going on? Oh, that's amazing, though. I'm glad that he was able to save everybody. That 10 out of 10, man, superhero right there. You just made me want to talk about my superhero story. I was going to save it for last, but uh, I also have a, a hero story, boss man. And it's actually about um, a, a Pakistani man. Um seven teenagers they got trapped inside of a cable car in pakistan right so two out of the three like cables they snapped and the teenagers were left dangling um for, for about a, literally like 13 hours man um so basically while they were dangling for 13 hours they were on their way to school the cables snapped they're dangling right there um this happened an hour before school. It was beyond dark by the time they actually ended up getting out of there. And what ended up happening was when it got tangled, a helicopter originally went out there to try to rescue them, but it couldn't get through. Other rescue efforts were trying to be made all throughout the day, and people could not figure out how to get through there. But then along came this man and his brother. What ended up happening was they used to have a cable car company back in the day, so they already knew what to do. Um, they ended up grabbing some equipment, um, and his name is Sahib Khan um, and his older brother Nasir. They basically went down. They rescued the five children and two adults that were inside there and got them to solid ground safely, 100% safely this is actually um caught on video that i will share to our facebook page i got a video for you guys um i just thought this was beyond amazing because whenever you we hear about stuff like this in the states we don't have i don't think we have any cable cars around here but if we do have some cable cars we don't get to see them very often so to see something like this to me had my adrenaline going crazy when i was reading the article i'm like how exactly did he save this man so yeah i'm gonna share it to our facebook page so you guys could check it out um at the positive truth podcast absolutely awesome so we're going to keep the hero theme going 
because I got a hero theme. It's going to be close to both of our hearts. Tim's wife is a teacher. My mom was a teacher. Teachers are awesome. But whenever you're a teacher, I cannot imagine having to be that good of an influence for eight hours a day. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, really, like, you're a leader. You have to be a role model nonstop. And then you got to go home and be a mom or be a, like, husband, wife, parent, like, nah. Like, anytime I talk out of line to any of, like, our coworkers or employees, I'm like, ah, damn it, you know? And they got to do it nonstop. But that actually helped this teacher. So a Maui teacher during the fires last two weeks ago, her name is Jackie Ellis. She's a beloved high school science teacher. And whenever the fire was going through, she was like, this is crazy. She was trying to get her stuff together. She was trying to get out. And they, she couldn't get out. She was driving around with her two dogs in tow. She drove to the front of her neighborhood. The exit was blocked by a fallen tree. So all her neighbors were forced to turn the other way out. And, you know, they kind of felt trapped and a fight or flight kicked in until she snapped back to her senses. And what snapped her back to her senses? She saw one of her old high school students that just graduated, 18. Name was uh, Joa Novero. And he's outside like... He was taking a nap, woke up with all this fire and smoke. He didn't know what to do. She saw him and was like, I snapped into teacher mode. I got him in the car. I told him what was going on, told him we were going to be safe, talked it through. I know his parents and the younger and his little younger brothers and like, we're going to make it through. So she, he had been real, literally napping and woke up to it pulled him in the car she was like we're gonna go this way this is what's going on and her telling him like this is what's happening put her out of the fight or flight mode put her in teacher mode she was in more control ended up saving his life and hers and helping everyone get out of the neighborhood teachers are awesome with the positive take that world i love that story through and through man i I love it so much. So it's funny how you said, you know, you got to go home and be a husband or a wife or whatever, right? Edna comes home, you know, so stressed out from work sometimes. But I know when she's with her kids, she's on it, you know, on point. She's making sure they know what to do, how to do, etc. Just like this teacher there, like the rest of her life could be falling apart, burning up like it literally was. But as soon as you see a student, you know what you need to do. That's why those teachers are so special. And that's why they deserve to get paid way more than what we're paying them all across the board. So shout out to that teacher right there for being a hero. Woo. Heroes was a positive truth podcast. What do you got, Tim? Um, I think we have some audio meditation, don't we? Uh, I have five left. No, you got it. You got I got one. I mean, I got three left. So you should have three yeah, left. I guess. So we should be okay, a four. Let me go ahead and. Uh... <laughs> so you should go. <laughs> well, then take that world. Let me go ahead and talk about China real quick. China's war on pollution has improved air quality 42 by 42%. Um, it reduced global population's average and returned two years of life to its citizens. That is my story. We've been talking about going green since 2017, and to see all the, the efforts that everybody has been putting in, it's amazing. 2017 to 2023, bars. <laughs> Don't hate the player, hate the game. China, doing their part. Helping out. We really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10, my G. 
Before we get to our last five positive news stories, we need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each. Because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for So, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I played some basketball this weekend. It was my first rec league game in like... I don't know, five, seven years, maybe since before my daughter was born and she's five. So, yeah, I haven't really played basketball at all. Right. And uh, the reason why this is, you know, definitely something I'm grateful for is because I got to play. It was cool. But my daughter got to watch my my wife, my daughter, my son. They all went and uh, I, I barely scored. You know, like I told you, JP, I had like five points or something, but I did hit a three. And when I hit that three. I was running down the sideline. I hear my daughter's voice. Go, daddy. I was like, yes. <laughs> Did a little arm arm pump and everything. I was like, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just went back to play defense or whatever the case may be. We lost the game by three. You know, I haven't won a game, period. Even all the pickup games I played since I, you know, two weeks ago when I picked up the basketball again. Haven't won one game since I started playing again. But I'm super grateful for my daughter watching me play and cheering me on. It was it was beautiful. Sounds like we got to get the old squad together and start dominating. We would dominate. Even though I don't think they'll let us play in the league. I don't think they will. There's other play. leagues, man. We're not... Hispanic. Yeah, I am hoping in the Hispanic League. <laughs> You're the only Hispanic one. I got, I, I did get recruited for a boys and girls club league team, and I was like, man, I haven't played in like six years though. They were like, it's okay, man. We need somebody. I was like, all right, all right, word. Um, but yeah, we definitely should, man. We would run every rec league in Oklahoma. I promise you. We were cold back then, man. I don't care how old we were. <laughs> we haven't played in a while, man. Forty two oh eight is not talking any trash for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> my new nickname till next june all right all right what do you have what are, what are you grateful exactly. for sir? i'm grateful for people that are the rocks in someone else's life you know like sometimes when you talk about rocks in someone's life it's like husband wife blah 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 but sometimes it's just someone that you trust to be creative with someone you trust to bounce ideas off of just someone that you can be 100% vulnerable with in this particular situation. And that's so important for people in you know, a work, family, creative sense. So shout out to those people. Yes, sir. My next positive news story is a dog story, pup lifting news, you might say, from a musician. Musician's name is, John, is John Estelle. Sorry, I said that name wrong. Jonks. Yeah, I did say it right. Estelle. Shout out to JP for pronunciation. And he's made it his mission to help animals at shelters find forever homes. How he's doing it is, when he was young, he learned he liked magic tricks. But he never made it as like a successful magician. He just liked doing it on the, fun, on the side for fun. So he heard about, in New York, his animal shelter was overcrowded. So he was like... I have an idea. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to perform magic tricks on the dogs. And then we can record the reaction and upload it to social media. And you know how dogs, they're basically two-year-olds. <laughs> they go wild. They're looking for everything. You know, they're looking for all the stuff. And they would upload it to Instagram. They're getting tons of shares. And now they're getting all of those videos. All those pets are getting adopted. So the magician getting to practice the dogs love it and then the dogs are getting adopted such a simple thing to use your skills to help others i love it if you don't have money give time 
you don't have time, give your skill. Yes, sir. What do you got, Tim? So, I'm going to India now. They actually did something really cool. I'm staying on the going green topic for the rest of this episode, just giving you guys a heads up. Actually, I lied. I'm not. I'm just going to stay in India for the rest of this uh, episode. Um, <laughs> India approves a seven billion dollar approves seven billion dollars for ten thousand electric buses to clean air in one hundred in 70 cities 170 of the largest cities in india um their plan aims to cut down on air pollution from vehicle exhaust um, a major factor in india's um cities are poor air quality so then by them doing this it's already doing what we talked about before and in 2017 going green they're helping out our environment they're they're saving our environment i think this is amazing i just hope everywhere else in the world can approve seven billion dollars to go green too because that's what we really need to do <laughs> you spend the seven billion now you save 700 billion later lives no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> lives and money exactly yes, sir. perfect Tim. perfect so since you're going to india i'm gonna go to greece hey. where they have made 287 beaches completely wheelchair friendly I think this is awesome. This system is a free service. It offers unassisted sea access to people with disabilities and mobility issues. It's an innovative, technologically assistant that, prom that promotes autonomy, quality, and wellness in everyday life. They're basically these little machines, and you can get in them, and they push you around, ramps, all that, so you can get in the water. You can do everything that everyone else can do at the beach, but it's, I mean, it's really hard to make beaches mobility friendly but they've made it look really simple i think it's really awesome but my favorite part about the story is why they did it they realized a lot of their national parks were not mobile accessible at all and they want people to see how awesome and beautiful greece is but they're like if you can't even like maneuver between the uneven streets and you can't go to the top of these rocky mountains and you can't go to the beach like if you have any mobility issues you're not going to appreciate this and appreciate that beauty we want everyone to appreciate Reese's beauty so now that they've done the beaches they're moving to make the mountains more handicap accessible and then they're going to do that with the streets because they want everyone to see and just appreciate their history their culture and their country so i think it's really awesome and i wanted to talk about it that was such an amazing simple story jp uh, it touched me personally like i've spoken about Ometo on here before edna's cousin who has cerebral palsy um he loves the beach but he hates going because he can't get around his walker like it's too hard for him to move around and we've spoken about it plenty of times like um for example our wedding he didn't even he would have been a groomsman in my wedding if he would have actually been able to go. But he was like, man, I'm not going to be able to move around on the beach. So, like, to hear something like that, it makes me want to put grease on my bucket list, man. Honestly, that's awesome. For sure, for sure. Such a simple thing that can do so much positivity. What do you got, man? Tim? I am going to the moon. So, I'm going to talk about India once again, who became the fourth nation to touch down on the moon. Um, they did so to study... Uh, the mission was to study at South Pole. I thought it was amazing because we don't talk about enough science stories on here on The Positive Truth like we used to. JP took all the dog stories from me, so I'm taking all the science stories from him. Um, I thought this was really cool. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while since uh, we, you know, humans have been to the moon, it seems like, and I thought this is really, really cool. I actually have this story. So they're on the South Pole, so they, 
no matter where they look, how the moon is angled, one side is going to be complete darkness, the other side is going to be complete light all throughout the day, and it's just kind of spinning. And they're going to try to study basically the gravity and just how things are a little different on the dark side of the moon and on the South Pole. First people Dark ever. side of the Good moon. Problems. I love that. That Transformers movie, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I did not see that one. My, uh, the more I interact with new people, the more I realize, like, man, I really haven't seen anything, have I? He <laughs> <laughs> said the more I react with new people? <laughs> yeah, the more I interact with new people, the more I realize, like, oh, I really haven't seen any movie, have I? Because, yeah, I just haven't seen anything. So I'll put that on my 1,001 movies to watch bucket list. Hey! So I'm coming back to the States. I mentioned it last episode, so two weeks ago, that the States are slowly, slowly pushing towards free lunches for everyone. And Minnesota just announced that they are the eighth state. Them, New Mexico, Colorado, Vermont, Michigan, Massachusetts, California, and Maine are all the states that extended free meals to all kids in their states. We just talked about teachers earlier. Can you imagine being a teacher and trying to teach a second grader who hasn't eaten all day because he can't afford lunch and his parents can afford lunch? Kind of impossible. And we here at The Positive Truth, we like our tax money going to feeding children in schools. So this is an awesome trend. We got eight states on board, 42 to go. Take that world. Before we get out of here, Tim, do you have a Absolutely. Quote? Life is like a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving forward. Quotes by Albert Einstein. Quotes by Tim. We appreciate everyone for listening. Stay We're positive. Out.